Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is session number 90 of the Scanner School podcast. All session notes can be found online at scannerschool.com slash session 90. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by you. You, the members of the After School Scanner Club, the citizens of Scanner Nation, those who have frequencies in your area memorized, those who know what department is on the air by whose voice you hear, and for those of us who can tell what department is on the air simply by hearing the frequency of the hum that the CTCSS encoder makes when it passes through your speaker. Yeah, you guys know who you are. Without you and your support, Scanner School would not be where it is today. So to all of you out there who listen to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us in our monthly Q&A sessions, either via the Ask Scanner School podcast or on our returned Facebook or YouTube live channels. Those joining the conversation in our Facebook community, the followers on Instagram, our Twitter fans, and those who watch our Facebook page. To the nearly 1,000 of you who are subscribed to our email newsletters and to our faithful Patreon supporters, who, by the way, are watching me record this podcast right now. Yes, they are sitting in the studio with me. They got a live feed of me recording this podcast. For all of you who use our affiliate links to Scanner Master, Amazon, Butel via our support page, I want to say thank you. Thank you for keeping Scanner School going for almost 100 episodes. So let's cross this milestone together and bring the podcast into triple digits in just a few short weeks. I couldn't do this without you. So thank you for supporting and sponsoring Scanner School. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So before we begin, this week marks the 18th anniversary of 9-11. Like many of you, I will never forget where I was September 11th, 2001, when I heard the news. I'll never forget calling my mom and telling her to sit down and to turn on the TV. I'll never forget that entire day. What we did at the office and itching to leave at the end of the day, will be forever ingrained in my memory. I'll never forget the strangeness driving home on empty roads, seeing the signs on the HOV lanes for emergency vehicles only. There are many who won't forget this day for other reasons. They were there. They've lost loved ones. They've worked there. They were stranded in airports or were on flights that were forced to land. They were called for help. They were the first responders, the volunteers, or part of the rescue efforts. They were called to war. Or they are suffering to this day with post-9-11 cancers or illnesses. And there is a new generation since that day 18 years ago who have now graduated high school, who are now off to college, picking a career, or following in footsteps. Each of us remember 9-11 in our own way, and nobody forgets. 
For those who have made the ultimate sacrifice, protect our nation, volunteered, worked at the rescue efforts, went to war, or are caring for someone who is ill due to 9-11, I want to say thank you for your service. Okay, again, welcome back to Scanner School. Again, this is session number 90, and everything we talk about today in the show notes will be found online at scannerschool.com slash session 90. So today we're going to talk about squelch. This is a question that kind of comes up a lot, and I want to address it in a very easy-to-digest topic, so it should be a very quick one for you guys. So basically, what is squelch? How do I set it? What is it used for, and why does a radio contain such a funny word? So simply stated, setting the squelch too high will cause the threshold to be so large that only the strongest signals will pass through. And again, setting the squelch too low will drive you nuts because you'll just constantly hear the white noise on the frequency coming through your scanner. It's going to basically cause your scanner to be inoperable because you're not going to be able to scan anything because it's going to be stuck uh, with the squelch of too low. So let's define basically what squelch is. And we'll pick the definition from Wikipedia because it's probably the easiest definition out there to understand without getting lost in all the radio jargon. Squelch is a specialized type of noise gate designed to suppress randomized signals. Squelch is widely used in two-way radios and radio scanners to suppress the sound of channel noise when the radio is not receiving a transmission. Squelch can be opened which allows all signals entering the receiver to be heard. This can be useful when trying to hear distant or otherwise weak signals. For example, when you do DXing. Before we talk about how you adjust your squelch, let's talk about several types of squelching methods that are commonly used. Well, the basic one, carrier squelch. CTCSS and then DCS were discussed way back on session three of Scanner School. You can go back and listen to that one and get a review on that episode at scannerschool.com slash session three. Carrier squelch is basically the most basic form of squelch out there. This means that when there's a carrier on the frequency, the radio will recognize that and will pass the signal through the speaker so you can hear it. The signal acts as your squelch barrier, right? It's basically, there's a signal there and the radio goes, okay, Come on in. Now, when you have CTCSS or DCS, otherwise known as PL and DPL, you must also have a matching tone in order for the squelch to open up. Right? It's a two-part system. So basically, the sent tone must match the programmed receive tone in your scanner in order for it to open up the squelch. If the scent tone does not match the tone in your scanner, it will not, that key will not match the lock and the receiver will never open. The squelch will never open up. That's the point of having a carrier squelch. So as a review here, the CTCSS is a continuous coded squelch that is analog in nature. It's a tone sent along with the signal And as long as that tone is present, it acts as the key to unlock the squelch on your receiver. Now, DCS, or DPL, is digital coded squelch. Basically, it's a set of zeros and ones that make up a digital code that will unlock the squelch on your receiver. 
Now, these zeros and ones are sent in a specific order in a specific pattern so that your radio actually knows the start and the end window of this pattern so that it knows the correct code that's being sent so it knows how to decode it, okay? Again, it's a lock and key, okay? You'll only hear a signal that has the same CTCSS or DCS tone that you are looking to decode. So if you have two frequencies operating in two different PL codes, only the one that you have set up in your scanner will come through. But if you're set up for CSQ or a carrier squelch, it doesn't matter what the PL or DPL code is because you're basically looking at just the carrier. And that's what will come through your speaker. Again, we go through all this on much higher detail at scannerschool.com slash session three. Now in a digital world, we also have a NAC, a CC or color code, and a RAN code. Again, they all pretty much operate the exact same way as our analog counterparts. The transmitting tone must match the received code in order to unlock the squelch. Now, of course, and you have NAC codes that are uh, CSQ equivalents and all that as well. We also have paging tones, or what could be called a selective squelch, selective call. And these are basically used by fire departments uh, when you see on the pagers. And what happens is you'll have a series of tones that go out. They can or cannot be used in conjunction with PL and DPL codes. And basically, paging is a series of tones that it's sent to trigger a pager. They could be one long tone. They could be a set of two tones. They can be a, even a series of five tones. Now, departments use paging tones to alert segments of their departments, such as a chief, a rescue company, engine company, truck companies, that they have some sort of call. And these tones then will trigger an alert on the pager, will then open up the squelch so that that dispatch can come over the pager. Now, the reason why you would use selective call and these two tones over a pager uh, because you don't want to have a separate dispatch frequency or PL code for the chiefs or officers or rescue company or truck or engine or hose company, right? It's just too much out there. It's just very simple just to send out the tones in sequence for each apparatus or part of the company that you need to operate or, or dispatch out on, and then they all go out. So again, they can be used in conjunction with PL or DPL code as well. Now, again, we talked more about fire toneouts back in session 20 of Scanner School. You can get that at scannerschool.com slash session 20. So let's talk about how we set the squelch in the radio. Now, the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure you're on an analog channel and that it's a CSQ channel, basically a channel that does not have a PL or DPL code set in memory. Now, if you're trying to set your squelch on a frequency that is set to digital, as a PL or DPL set, you won't hear your squelch because your radio is also looking for the matching PL or DPL code or a digital carrier. So again, make sure you set your squelch in an analog channel that does not have a PL or DPL code set. What you want to do is make sure, first of all, your speaker is turned up a little bit so you can actually hear something coming over the speaker. You want to rotate your squelch dial all the way down. Now, it depends on the radio. If it's clockwise or counterclockwise, you'll have to figure this one out based on the radio you're using. What's going to happen is you're going to typically hear the unsquelched noise coming through the speaker. It sounds like white noise. It sounds like pouring rain. I mean, whatever it is you want to describe squelch as, it is the hissing sound that comes over the speaker. 
What you want to do is you want to turn the dial then the opposite direction that you've just turned it just to the point where the noise stops and the radio is now silent. This is now the optimal position for the squelch. Now, if you're starting to hear some popping or a little bit of squelch coming through, feel free to adjust it just a touch more. But the optimal place for the squelch setting is just a tick above where the noise stops. Now, you also might find based on the frequency you're using, you might have a birdie on there, or you might just set the squelch a little bit higher. And you have to remember, though, the higher you set the squelch, the stronger the signal has to be in order for it to come through your scanner or your receiver. So now let's summarize this session so far. I told you this is a quick one. The squelch is the threshold for the amount of signal required to trigger the scanner into receiving a signal. Setting the signal too low will allow any signal level to come into your scanner. This is useful for weak signal listening or even DX operations. So many operators who are amateur operators listening to HF or even those who like to listen to SWL uh, may keep their receivers on uh, a very loose squelch setting, maybe even all the way open so they can hear some weak signals. Setting the squelch too high will block all but the strongest signals coming in to your scanner. When you set your squelch, make sure you're on a frequency that's analog and it's set up for CSQ or carrier squelch. Do not adjust the squelch on a frequency that's set up for CTCSS, DCS, or is digital. Turn the squelch down until you hear the white noise from the frequency coming over your speaker and then dial it just a touch to the point where the radio is now quiet. This is now the minimum setting required for you to keep your sanity and also keep your radio quiet. Now again, you can download the session notes that we talked about today at scannerschool.com slash session 20. Okay, before we wrap up, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. We have Dan, Glenn Bryden, James Felling, MT Bono, Raymond Hill, and Todd Glendale. I also want to thank our $5 Patreon supporters. These are the extra credit supporters who get the most bang for the buck, the uh, most uh, efficient tier out there, I guess you can say, when it comes to uh, what you get for the value of spent on uh, supporting us. So at the $5 level, those who are actually watching me record this right now live, Craig Harper, Guy Lee, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Ronnie Bach, Sal... Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, and William R. Cand. Yes, there are a couple of brand new supporters in that list. I want to thank you so much, Todd, Guy, Ronnie, and Sal for being brand new supporters this month. Unfortunately, next week's podcast has already been recorded and edited, so you won't get the thanks you deserve in next week's podcast. So I'm thanking you now in advance for next week. I do apologize again in advance. Next week's podcast has already been recorded and edited, so you'll be thanked again two weeks from now. You'll also be thanked again in our weekly newsletter, so I I, I know you're out there. So I just don't want you to, fit, to think next week that I forgot about you. So going back, you can help support Scanner School as a Patreon supporter by visiting scannerschool.com support. You can also help Support Scanner School by clicking on any of our affiliate links. We do Amazon, Scanner Master, and Butel. So again, you can 
use those links by going to scannerschool.com support. And like I said, if you're a huge Amazon shopper like I am, you're looking for a brand new radio. In fact, I just bought a uh, Uniden SR30C. So look out for a review on that one. I just picked that up from Scanner Master this week. And uh, I'll be programming with the Butel software. So again, I kind of go through whatever I recommend. I recommend them because I use them. It's my recommendation to you. You can help support us at no extra cost by going to scannerschool.com support. So before I wrap up, I also want to say if anybody's interested in listening to the tapes from 9-11 from FDNY, um, as a tribute, I do stream them every year to the internet. Uh, I stream them in real time. So the feeds kind of start exactly as the tapes would have started. And they're on my hobby site at uh, w2lie.net. To be honest with you, I have never listened to more than about five minutes of this audio. So it's just not one of these things that um, I'm doing because I enjoy it. To be honest with you, I can't really, I can't stomach listening to it. But I know a lot of people out there um, like to listen to the tapes. They like to remember it. This is their way of doing it. People ask me all the time if I'm going to do it again for the year. So, um, you know, it's just one of the things that I can do. Um, so I do that. So anyway, if you're interested in listening to the rebroadcast of 9-11, you can do so on my website at w2lie.net. Just look for the link at the top to listen live, and, and the links for 9-11 will be at the very top of that page. If you want to listen on your mobile device or your tablet, you can go ahead and you can download Scanner Radio Deluxe. Go browse by source and look for w2lie.net. You can also go in and look for any new feeds because I'm usually listed on the new feeds because these feeds only come up um, when it's time to launch them. So it will be a new feed. So if you don't want to look by source, look by new feeds, and you'll see the 911 uh, stream on there as well. Again, the links we talked about today can be found online at scannerschool.com session 90. Scanner School is copyright 2019 by Monitor Long Island, Inc. So I am Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73, everyone.